What's up, everybody? This is the show this, well, the second show, technically the third show this week, because this week is the first week of November, so if you're listening to this on a Wednesday, uh, you're not following the show, I did drop extra content this week, it's the match of the month that should be dropped on Sunday, the regular shows on Monday and Wednesday, obviously. Well, today's show, this is the cold open, or an open, however you want to see it, Um, the focus of today's show, though, is... The Justice League, the animated series, season one, because there's only one season of the Justice League, uh, and then they went to Justice League Unlimited. We are reviewing Justice League, the animated series, season one today. I actually recorded this show, well, this part I'm recording, uh, the Friday before it drops, but I actually recorded this. This is one of the first shows I actually recorded once I came to the conclusion I wanted to do the podcast again, and... um, as I said before, in case people haven't like heard earlier episodes, uh, which what the hell you're doing? It's only we're only uh, what twelve episodes in, eleven episodes in, something like that. Uh, you can definitely check out our catalog. Um, one of the few things that I was trying to do was think about um, like what content I want to do. Well, during our first, since this year has been the year from hell, obviously. Um, during the first quarantine here, I said, you know what, I'm going to just try to watch as much TV as I can that, I, and that I, I've been saying I want to watch, but I couldn't watch or got busy or whatever. And uh, what ended up happening was um, I ended up getting the DC Universe Pass for seven days free trial and i just said if i can watch all this in seven days cool if not i'll pay for one month and i did i actually watched the first two seasons of titans and then um once i binged those because we're all stuck in the house obviously right um i did end up watching just like the animated series and like i know unlimited is the more praised one and i really just kind of cherry picked those episodes so i'm really gonna one day Go back and watch the full season of that, but I just absolutely, and I'll get into this more in a review, but I want to explain a little bit more here as well. I I fell in love with the format they had, where there was so much character development. You've seen little things kind of dropped off here and there that they did pick back up, and then the conclusion of that first season was so epic, was so, the writing was magical, you know, to me. It was just, you could tell that they all worked as a team on that. And when you hear everybody talk, it was just universally praised. So that's why we're reviewing season one, because I only cherry-picked certain episodes from season two that I wanted to see. Because essentially, season two is the end of the DC animated universe that began in 92 or 93 or 94 when Batman the Animated Series first came out. I don't remember the year it first came out. Um, But, yeah, I just fell in love with season one. And then season two... It got more, um, it got bigger, um, which it, it should have, it deserved to. But um, anyways, that's what we're reviewing today. But before I get into that, before we cut to that, I wanted to talk about a few things of the week. Last week's episode focused on the MCU effect. We talked about the Snyder Cut. To me, now we just kind of kind of cherry-pick different things that I saw that I found interesting. Plus, I don't know if I could do this segment every week, because it, every week is always something to, 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 to bitch about i guess or complain about 
But they finally announced the, the, the world. We'll just start here then. The most divisive thing, divisive thing of the week. Um, they finally cast uh, uh, Moon Knight, and I, for a long time, at least for the, at least for months, um, it was always Shia LaBeouf. And then all of a sudden, news comes out that it's Oscar Isaac. Uh, he's gotten the role. Here's why this is divisive. Apparently, now first of all, I didn't know. I know representation is important. I I know that. Trust me. I know it. I know it. I know it. Um, I had no clue that apparently at one point in time Shia LaBeouf was Jewish, and that's why he was being courted to be this. Guy. Obviously, I know the character Moon Knight is Jewish, and that is a huge. Same way Daredevil's uh, Catholic faith is a huge part of his character. Moon Knight's uh, faith is a huge part of his character as well um and this and if you can do a daredevil movie uh, excuse me daredevil uh series the way they that they've already proven they can do um they can do a moon knight series um not, they're not the same characters by any stretch of imagination but they're both deep deeply disturbed deeply dark uh religious characters a lot of uh, religious iconography um but the reason why this is divisive is because apparently Oscar Isaac isn't Jewish, and a lot of people felt like that was a, a lost uh, opportunity or missed opportunity is to get an actual Jewish actor. And apparently Shia LaBeouf converted to Christianity, which is why it took him, which which took him out, and then put him in. If that's the case, then I, that must then he was never involved in that. He might probably was never in talks with these guys anyway. Um, I just I just think sometimes when we I think sometimes we have to be careful. Because everybody's an insider nowadays. But that's why I prefer listening to shows that will say, hey, I think this is a great idea. I got this idea from comicbook.com or CBR or whatever, right? Um, I think we just have to be careful. Uh, we, we should always be careful about, uh, air quotes, fake news. Because I just don't think that makes any sense. If this is true about Isaac. I've never seen Oscar Isaac, excuse me. Um, in anything, like uh, I know someone was telling me about Star Wars. I've never seen a second of Star Wars. Uh, it's not my thing, so I don't know what that even means. Um, apparently, he's a great actor. He could, he's a method actor. He can do any role. Um, so, so so people are super excited. They're just really stuck because they're like, well, he's not Jewish. And I'm like, well, I would assume, this just me. Once again, we're going to get back to representation is important. I would just assume that whoever is the showrunner for this is going to go all out to bring actual Jewish historians into it and 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 the behind the scenes stuff would be cool like I don't think we and out and I don't know if the uh, the Marvel Netflix shows have DVDs out or anything I'm assuming when they do eventually come out if they're not already out I don't I've never seen them so matter of fact let me do 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 look at it right now uh 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 uh, uh. So they do have DVDs out. Uh, I'm assuming they have behind-the-scenes stuff. And, and I'm assuming we'll see the behind-the-scenes of how they got him prepared and how he prepared for it. Um, once again, I, I'm i not trying to dismiss anybody <laughs> um, and say it's not important for it. But I just think Marvel would go, just in my opinion, I think Marvel's proven they're willing to represent. Look at that scene in Avengers Endgame. There's so many people got into their panties in a bunch about 
when you have all the women together and it's like don't worry she has help you know a play of what black widow said in uh in infinity war um they're clearly all about representation in my opinion um whether they relate to the party or not that's that's up to you but um look at who they hired for to be kamala i, I don't know this woman or this young lady but apparently she's done a lot of stuff um but she is of Pakistani descent, you know, so it's clear they want representation. I just would think they probably couldn't find someone that was a great... I, if, if, if this guy is a great actor that everyone keeps telling me he is, I don't think you can pass him by. The same way apparently Mahersha Ali called Kevin Feige and said, I want to play Blade. Are we going to be mad that this dude who is, you know, a poet uh, who already played uh, um, Cottonmouth and Luke Cage is not going to get the opportunity. Apparently, once again, when you have stroke, you have stroke. So if they want to play certain characters, they're going to play certain characters. And Kevin Foggy said, when Mahershala Ali calls, you answer. You know? Um, and who's to say this guy probably didn't make, make a power play and say, hey, I want this character. I love this character for whatever reason. I'm, I'm pretty sure Mahershala Ali saw the take that Wesley Snipes had on Blade, which is still the beginning of the mcu if you ask me and said i can do that and i can i can, I can modernize it you know i believe this and who knows this guy probably is a huge fan you know we don't know the behind the scenes stuff like marvel is super secretive about that that's why we that's why we gotta be careful when when once again people are going to criticize because once again when you have a twitter or instagram or facebook that's what most people do uh, which is fine i don't give a crap um but i just think you we you need to be patient because we won't, we won't know why he got hired for this until a year down the road after filming the episodes are done and you get that behind the scenes sneak peek of stuff you know um, so I just think we I just think this this just somehow became divisive but I was just like I I at first saw just universal praise and then all of a sudden I seen oh but he's not Jewish and blah 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 and I was like do you guys can you guys name like an actor that would be perfect for the role and they're jewish too if you can then you guys need to be casting directors playing the simple dude i mean i just i just think it's interesting but anyways that's your most divisive thing of the week oscar isaac is your moon knight and i'm looking forward to it you know i think it's i don't know if it's a good casting or not like I said, i've never seen um i've just never seen any i've never seen any stuff so i don't know but I know people are just saying how well it's done and blah, blah, blah. And they're praising it. And um, if they're praising it, I assume it's not bad. So uh, let's move on to the last bit of Marvel news we're going to hit before we get into some DC news. Um, Marvel, apparently, which is no surprise, Kevin Feige came out and said it. He, he said he wanted Hugh Jackman back to be Wolverine one more time. Uh, apparently, they reached out with a deal to bring him back. I'm pretty sure they're going to offer this guy... The Robert Downey treatment. They're gonna offer him a bunch of money, and they're and, and obviously they already have a pitch for him. I'm all for it. I do think for as perfect of an ending as the Logan character got, there was still some mileage for for Hugh Jackman out of it. Um, obviously, Logan to me, Logan is just a classic film, not just a comic book film, a classic film. Um, so I'm not mad if he comes back. As a matter of fact, I think he should come. I think of of all the characters in the 
the Sony X-Men, him, Ian McKellen, or Patrick Stewart should have the chance to come back to play at least one time the characters. Because to me, they were obviously the shining beacons for it. And no disrespect to anyone else, I would love to see Storm get her own film. You know, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to go with Halle Berry. I'm pretty sure they're going to go, you know, younger. Um, but Hugh Jackman, I think I'm all for this. Even if it's one time, it could definitely lead to um, bigger things. We all know the X-Men are coming. When they come, we don't know yet. Um, I think there are certain places that you can naturally see them come in. Like, why wouldn't you have Rogue and Captain Marvel too? You can end Captain Marvel 2 on a cliffhanger with Carol Danvers in a hospital bed after Rogue took her powers. That's how Rogue initially got her talent to fly, or power to fly. Um, I don't know what you would do with Hugh Jackman. Um, would you keep him as old man Logan? Because he essentially, uh, his, his body might take years to heal, but it heals. And he wakes up in the dirt and he just pops out. What would you do? I, don't, I know some people are saying or rumors or whatever that he'll be in uh spider-man 3 or uh uh multiverse of madness i don't see him being in the multiverse of madness i think if you're gonna bring hugh jackman back it's for a bigger role than just a small little cameo to say hey as dr strange is moving through time you see you've you've already done that cameo with uh, with hugh jackman several times that's kind of played out. It's kind of like Steve Austin and wrestling with the prof- with the uh, special guest referee thing. Eh. Um, to me, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, he played. He did a cameo. Hugh Jackman did a cameo in X Men First Class, where he told uh, Xavier and Magneto to f-, to f off. He also did a cameo in X Men. Uh, was it Apocalypse? Yeah, it was Apocalypse. And he just and he was a part of Weapon X and they freed him and he left. Um, so the cameo things played out. I, I don't see him being in either one of those films. Me personally, I don't know which films he'll be in. I just think Spider-Man Three and Multiverse of Madness are going to be freaking bananas and crazy already. I think you're going to have enough cameos in them. I don't think you need more. And. Um, like I said, I could see him playing a bigger role. He's going to have at least 30 to 40 minutes of screen time in whatever movie he's in. You know, it's not going to be a five-minute scene. Uh, and let's say hypothetically, if it is a five-minute scene, um, I don't even know why you would even reach out to him. When you could probably just ask Sony, since you have that working relationship with them, hey, can we get some old footage of him? Uh, just some some stuff that was on the, that was thrown away, and we could probably manipulate it to what we want to do. The same way they did with Nellie Portman in uh in uh Endgame. She didn't actually film any new scenes. That was throwaway footage of her waking up, and they got from Thor: The Dark World, but she didn't actually have to film anything. But they but she's in the film technically, so that's why I don't think it's gonna be a cameo. Um, the Vulcan, and once again, it could be him. Just, I don't know. I just. I just don't see him being those two films. I just think for as crazy as the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Verse are going to be, Multiverse of Madness is going to be about saving the soul of not just the world, but the soul of Wanda Maximoff. I think uh, Spider-Verse is going to be just about exploring the aftermath of WandaVision and the Multiverse of Madness. And 
and obviously th- these these are all things that are going to lead to the next big event. Um, but nah, I just I, I see it being bigger. Like I said, I, just, I, I don't see him headlining a, another Marvel film. That's those days are over. But I think he's going to be on screen for 30, 40 minutes, and I think he's going to be a big part of um, whatever that film he's in has something to do. And I think he's going to say yeah. I do think he's going to say yeah. Um, and, and Hugh Jackman has come out and said he would come out of retirement for X-Men versus uh, Avengers. You know, uh, I believe that's the film he said. Um, and I, I would have to think it's leading to that. And to me personally... I don't think they would ever do another back-to-back filming like they did before, but I definitely can see like the scroll invasion leading to some confusion, and then you have the X-Men, the real X-Men versus the Avengers, and then somehow they have to come together to face the scrolls. Or I know they did the thing. I know they did it backwards. The scroll technically are good guys in the MCU, but I'm, but we're not done with that scroll Cree thing. We're far from it. So who knows of a few rogue scroll will get away and it's like and you have to then make a decision for the uh, for man, uh, mankind or whatever but this is these are exciting times i know we have not had many much marvel news and dc completely blew their load uh whatever but um i i think i, I think a lot of good stuff is coming a lot of, and here's the thing for you wonder woman fans knock on wood wonder woman has yet to be uh delayed Every other film has been delayed until next year. Wonder Woman is supposedly still coming out in, in uh, on Christmas, so I, I'm looking f- I'm looking forward to seeing if they actually have the balls to keep that that, that going. I was not going to see that film. Now I may go see it just to have something to do on Christmas, but even then, I don't know. I, I just I, there's no way I see them using one of their blocks, especially since they pushed the Batman back to 2022 now. Um, there's no way they're not gonna Sony. I mean, that's Sony. Uh, Warner Brothers is not gonna is 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 gonna blow their load fully. I mean, they this thing it might do gangbusters because once again it'll be the only game in town uh, of new movies that, that's come out as a blockbuster. So they might do it. I don't see it. I I think that's getting pushed back too. But knock on wood that it doesn't for you DC Warner Brothers fans. Anyway, speaking of DC. Uh, let's get to this, and then we'll get into uh, the, the Justice League animated series review. Um, the first look at the Red Hood for Titan Season 3 came out. It actually looks pretty accurate. looks pretty super bad. I'm wondering what's going to turn him into Red Hood. Now, for those of you who have not seen the Titans uh, series so far, uh, I actually probably could do a review on that. I did watch both seasons. Um, that's a, Speaking of divisive. That is very, very divisive, and um, whew. matter of fact, I'll do a review show of that, because next week we're actually doing Marvel uh, Avengers Earth Minus Heroes uh, series review, um, and that was two seasons. Um, so yeah, I'll get more into my thoughts on that because now I even, I didn't realize I should I, haven't, I didn't think about doing that. So we'll get into that when I did. But it, it looks cool. It looks really good. I think the costume designs in these this series has been fantastic. The Nightwing when I first saw the Nightwing, you, you can see the pictures of it or whatever. But actually watching the show and then seeing the Nightwing revealed, I was like, man, that's super cool. You know, they took on they took they they took the panels and 
brought it to life. They truly did. Um, so I, I, I look here. Like I said, it's a divisive show. A lot of people hate it. Um, I'll get to my thoughts when I do a review of it uh, at some point in time. But uh, I'll do it in the next couple of weeks. But um, so it'll be in November sometime. Um, but anyways, I, I encourage you to at least seek it out. Just put in Google uh, Red Hood first look for Titans, and you'll see it. It looks it looks cool. The guy who's playing uh, Jason Todd is pretty short. He, he's also young, you know. So I, I so seeing the once again, I know everything's not comic book accurate, but um, in the comics, I believe Jason Todd's like in his twenties when he comes out to be Red Hood. Um, you know, I wonder if time's gonna pass by in this new season. And that would allow them to give them a more uh, older look. So it, may, it might make sense. So we'll still see. And the last thing I want to talk about is, and I had no clue this was a thing. I, and Jonathan Esther had to bring up a good point to me. I didn't realize that Warner Brothers gave the go-ahead to do a Justice League 2 Snyder Cut. I had no clue. And he said, well, the point is to build a universe of it. And I said, yeah, but... That they would they and Zack Snyder said they gave him twenty thirty million dollars to do you know CGI work and bring people back to help manipulate things and blah 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 which is the post production work is probably the hardest work you know outside of finding the right actors and blah 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 um, but anyways um, I had no clue and so when I looked down I said the Joker Jared Leto is going to reprise the Joker. And then they just announced that Ben Affleck has re-signed to be in Justice League Snyder, uh, Justice League Two, and and everyone else is in talks as well. Which they're gonna, everyone, all those guys love Zack Snyder. They're all re-signing to be in Justice League Two. And then they said Joe Maglione is gonna be Deathstroke, and he's doing reshoots or whatever. So it's like, hold on a second. Joker was never in, never in Zack Snyder's original. Suicide, I mean, uh, listen to me, Suicide Squad, ugh, um, <laughs> Justice League, um, so I'm super intrigued, one, because I just think people being all mad and pissy about it is hilarious, but two, now I want to know what he has planned, because this is a four-part miniseries, and it's going to be an hour each, I'm assuming, they say an hour each, I, I bet you these are going to be more like an hour to an hour to 15 minutes, so I can see this going about, what, at least five and a half hours combined. Um, you know, with the minutes. Like, this is not good. I, I can see, and I don't think these are going to be crammed anyway. I think they're going to be, I think, I think, uh, I didn't think about building you. I thought they were going to take what just what Justice League 1 Snyder Cut was going to do and then have the Flashpoint movie go wherever they wanted to go, you know, but they're all in on this. I'm excited for Jack, Zack Snyder personally. And I'm also excited to see where he takes these characters. Because the one thing that you didn't see was a lot of the Joker. I know people didn't like Jared Lale's version of the Joker. But I don't see how you could. I didn't see how you couldn't. I don't see how you could judge it. To me, it's like listening to an album one time and saying you don't like the album. I, I think in order to absorb a full album... 14 15 tracks you have to listen to it multiple times you know to, 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 to you might you might say oh, all right this, this is one song that's not for me but to listen to a full album and to say ah, i'm good i don't see that i just don't think that makes a lot of sense i don't think you can do that i don't think you can take uh, how long was joker on screen five six minutes in suicide squad 
I just don't think you take that in, um, in, uh, really get anything from it. It was definitely different. Um, for sure his take was different, but it's, shouldn't all Joker takes be different though? Um, and I know some people, mainly David Ayer is saying he wants to release a David Ayer cut. Uh, when this season, when season one or just league one, um, I'm going to say season one of Justice league, um, does well because it's going to do well. It's going to do well. And it's going to be divisive. And it's going to make people angry. And it's going to make some people orgasm with, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Um, he's probably going to get his chance. Now, once again, now now Warner Brothers has, has upped the ante. AT&T, they've upped the ante by giving this guy $70, $80 million more to do this stuff. And we're going to finally, we are going to see a death stroke. You know, I thought that Joe Magliano, who who looked apart, you know, I thought he was very much, uh, obviously shortchanged and that's not going to be the case now. Now, what, what are you going to do with all these, now you have all these villains. What is Joker, what is Joker's role going to be? I would love to know. Is it just another cameo? Is it him just tormenting Batman? Or, or are we going to get the flashback scene where he kills Dick Grayson? Cause remember in BVS, when Batman's looking at uh, the sign of I can't, I can't not the sign but the suit, and I can't remember what the suit says. It's it's it. Go back and watch it or watch that one scene on YouTube. Where Batman's looking at the suit and Joker writes something on his suit, and uh, Zack Snyder revealed that that was Dick Grayson that was killed. And I remember saying when I first heard Zack Snyder say that, I remember saying to Jonathan Esther and a bunch of other people, I said that's ballsy. No one ever kills Dick Grayson. They always kill Jason Todd. <laughs> they never killed Dick Grayson or uh, or Red Robin. It's always Jason Todd. So for him to kill Dick Grayson, I think we're going to see that scene. I think we're going to see that scene where it's a flashback scene and you see where Batman turns dark. And you see where Batman becomes like who he is because he kills Dick Grayson. Who they get to play Dick Grayson, I think it doesn't even effing matter. You know, because the person may not even be on, on, on camera. It might it might happen off camera, or who knows what this is gonna be? I'm assuming this is gonna be. I'm not gonna say friendly, family friendly, but I'm assuming PG-13, which is, I guess is family friendly. Um, so I, I I'm assuming we're gonna see that. You know why why would you bring Joker in otherwise? Uh, I just don't see why. And and obviously we're bringing bringing in Deathstroke because uh, of the the, the cutscene where uh, Lex Luthor says let's make a team of our own. So I'm assuming we're going to see Lex Luthor as well, which is a, another device. This whole thing is going to be divisive. Either you're going to like this or you're going to truly hate it. Um, I'm going to like it simply for the fact I like it already because it's made so many people angry. Period. I'm, I'm all about that. So just either just try to enjoy entertainment or just be a muggle and shut up. Um, but yeah, when I read this, I was like, this is a, actually pretty ballsy. And... Um, I wonder when they're going to start filming that, you know, because Ben Affleck is also playing a cameo in the Flashpoint movie. Now, I don't know when all these things are going to happen or whatever, but this is going to be this is going to be very interesting. So we're going to see the backstory on Cyborg, which is going to be exciting. We're going to see more of uh, Iris West, uh, which is exciting. And I this and once again, this is I'm not announcing nothing. I'm giving my personal opinion. I think we're going to see that scene that turned Batman darker where dick grayson dies personally so anyways um 
look this stuff up. I think just, there's tons of videos on this. Some people have good takes. Some people have their angry takes. But um, this to me, this is going to be worth it. Like, to me, I'm going to get HBO Max for that month. Like, I'm not going to... I'm going to binge the show, but I'm going to, like, get HBO Max for a month to watch it after the show's already been released. You know what I'm saying? And I'll just stay away from spoilers. I, it's not hard for me to stay away from spoilers. I just don't watch YouTube. <laughs> um, but anyways... That is the open I had. Like I said, you can call it cold open, regular open, whatever. It was this week we're getting into Justice League the anime series review. So DJ scratch that track. Thanks for thanks for doing it. Alright guys, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Today you saw the name on this episode before you clicked on it. So you know this is about Justice League the anime series. One of the most beloved shows. In history, um, and much like the Avengers, uh, the Avengers probably gonna, the one is probably dropped before this one. Um, even though I'm recording them on the same day, I'm actually recording them back to back. I'm just gonna give my thoughts on it, you know. Um, now I'm gonna preface these thoughts by saying that I did not watch all of the anime series, as you see me, hear me, or hear me flipping through my notes. Um, I actually watched season one. Because technically, it's only one season, Justice League the Animated Series. Then it became Justice League Unlimited, which is technically still, from what Bruce Tim said, it's technically still a part of the same world, which I, which it is, because I cherry-picked episodes of Unlimited. Uh, first, let me get to why I did that. So, I loved the format for season one of Justice League. How everything was a two-parter. Everything was a two-parter. So, you got pr- plenty of character development. So, let's say if it was an episode about Jon Stewart. You got to see the, the Jon Stewart characters that are important to his universe. Same thing with Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, etc., etc. So, you got to see who were important to those characters. And why those characters ended up coming together with the Justice League, right? Um... So I love the character development that they had there. I love how every episode really felt important. And even if you didn't think they were going to die at any point, it still felt like, oh, shit, they're in, they're, they're in, they're in trouble, you know? So anyways, um, I love that. Uh, the, but the reason why I didn't get to, into Justice, Justice League Unlimited, excuse me, is because I just didn't dig the format. After that, that's plain and simple. As much as I liked that they brought in a bunch of ups, uh, obscure characters, I did like how they made Black Canary feel more important, Green Lantern feel important. The fact that Batman wanted Green Lantern, not Green Lantern, excuse me, Green Arrow, um, in into the into the Justice League, he wanted him. He recruited. He was recruiting him. Um, that was that was cool to me. You make these characters feel important. However, by them doing that, and also by by needing to be. Each episode needing to be, hey, we need to introduce this new character and this new character. It took me out of it. So I just kind of cherry-picked everything. You did see partial fallout from season one, which was sucky. Because the, the way they ended season one was amazing. Now, anyone who listens to, this, to this, this, this this podcast knows that there's no such... Spoiler alert, just know that. I don't need to... It's, it's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're talking about whatever. So anyways, let's get to season one. You got to learn all about the characters. There's long story arcs. The music, the voice cast, obviously led by Kevin Conroy, was fantastic. Just fantastic. Everyone, I loved how, and I do believe me doing my research, it was uh, McDuffie. 
uh, who's passed away. He was one of the co-owners of Milestone Comics. He was the one that co-wrote some of the shows. He was the reason why, you know, anyone that knows anything about Milestone Comics knows how uh, important diversity is to that brand. And I believe they announced at Fandom that Milestone Comics is coming back in 2021. So shout out to them. But uh, McDuffie was the reason for Jon Stewart being uh, the Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan. Um, which, and honestly, I can't speak for anybody. I know that Jon Stewart, because of this show, has become some people's just... The same way Batman will only be uh, seen through the, the prism of Kevin Conroy for some, Jon Stewart will only be some people's Green Lantern because of this show. I think Hal Jordan only made one appearance in this show, and that's when they were messed. They had an episode where it was like, it, 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 it was weird how it was. They were traveling through time, and Hal Jordan was taking over for for John Stewart, like he was flipping back and forth between time as they were losing time and stuff. But Hal Jordan only made one appearance, even in the episodes that were uh, Green Lantern centric, he was even mentioned. Um, so I did love the long story arts. I love John Stewart and the heart girl thing. Uh, we'll, we'll get into more of that later. How important that was to the overall end of season one. Um, there's an episode and I was before I promise you guys, I think because I was rushing, but we, but there's an episode where they get sent back in time to a uh, world war and you have uh, Wonder Woman meeting for the first time, uh, the love of her life. What's his name? Trevor Scott, Scott, something, whoever Chris Pine plays in the movies, that's who she met. I forgot his name. Um, but, uh, some, I'm sure someone will, you know, email me or, uh, message me or something and tell me the name. Um, but you, you see all this stuff like that, that, those episodes to me, like there's this, there's a scene where Superman's flying through the sky, helping, out the allies and they're ducking and dodging bullets and they're getting to the bad guys the music is so patriotic so mwah, perfect for that particular thing and anyone t- and jonathan Nestor will tell you guys i am not a huge superman fan i to me i much i see superman the same way i see hulk hogan in wrestling the only times i've ever been interested in those dudes is when they go dark like the only time I've ever been interested in Hulk Hogan is when he joined first joined NWO that wore off maybe three months into it, but that's because they, what they were doing with the NWO. Now, was I still interested in parts that I was? Yeah. Like when he gave, like when he lost the belt to Lex Luger in that random Monday Nitro was and random. I think it was like their hundredth episode of Monday Nitro. I was, I was, I was tuned in, you know, even though I was a WWF guy, WWE guy, whatever you want to call it, I was tuned in. Like for me, it's so, it like, it's just so hard for me to get into him. So like when I when I, I the only comics I own are, are Superman's are ones where he is dark. The Red Sun comic, the uh, Injustice comic. Um, like it's just so hard for me to get into him because he's such, I no pun intended, but he's such a Boy Scout sometimes in, in the writing that I'm like, all right, I can't I can't get with this. <laughs> even though I know even though I know he's not a bad character, and I know um, he's a very um, important character um it's just so hard for me to get into it uh with him but anyways um yeah so anyways um that that episode just fit him so perfectly though even though everyone had some a a part of it it was just that just fit the music was perfect it it just was i do and i do know they won some emmy awards for it they were well deserved um 
the, the dynamic between Batman and Wonder Woman, how Wonder Woman was flirting with him most of the time and he didn't know how to handle it. I love that um, part of it. Um, do I think they would have ever put them together? I don't. I, I, I don't think so. Like, cause to me, even in the movies, like to me, the, the, the dynamic I thought was interesting was the one between Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. You know, I was like, hmm, they can explore this. Like, these two have like good chemistry together. You know, the way they're the way they're presented. And so, um, I, I did love that dynamic. How that that was just fun. Um, what else? I don't know. I did the worst thing right there. I went silent because I'm looking at my notes. Well, anyways, let's, let's let's just get to this. So I I liked how Batman and Superman knew each other, but they didn't know identities, even though they both knew each other's identities. Um, I actually was wondering for like the first seven episodes. I was like, dude, why is the Flash so fucking annoying? <laughs> I didn't realize until like episode seven, episode eight. I was like, oh, this ain't Barry Allen. <laughs> this is Wally West. I was warned. I just, I just, I just kept saying, I was like, Barry Allen talks, but not this much. And sure enough, I, I can't remember how I found out it was Wally West. I might have had to. I don't think I looked it up. I think, I, I think it was something he said in one of the, in one of the episodes that made me say to myself, "All right, this." I, I knew Emilia wasn't Barry. Yeah, it was something he said in like episode eight or nine, and I was like, "This is definitely not Barry Allen." And then he said something, and I said, "It's got to be Wally West." Anyways, um, so they just, they they just had so many different dynamics here. It's just really fun. Um, me personally, I've been told Unlimited is better. To me, for this season one alone, I gave the other uh, I gave uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes nine out of ten for their two seasons, but I, I couldn't give them the ten out of ten because of the way it ended, which I knew wasn't their fault. This this season one for me gets a ten out of ten. Just the way it built up, built up to a betrayal that I never saw coming. The last two episodes, Hawkgirl's people are coming, and they completely just de- just destroy the, the Justice League. And they're trying to take over the world, and obviously Hawkgirl knew what the plan was. She was being a spy, but she didn't know that the plan had changed and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there like, holy, I, I saw none of that coming. Um, I obviously knew that eventually she would do the right thing and turn to the right side, but I, I had no clue that any of that was coming. Um, and, I, and I even went back to kind of like look and see certain parts where, because she had in, ended up falling in love with John Stewart. That's I, that's why I was I was looking forward to it. I was like, oh wow, I didn't see that connection coming. But you see that build up and build up and build up, and she has a husband already and her planet, and um, it just it just was super cool. Like for this season one alone. I would have kept this format and just integrated, found a way to integrate the same way, the same way that the Earth Myers Heroes uh, anime series integrated their characters, where they would mention them and then bring them in on certain episodes. They could have used that for season two instead of Unlimited. Once again, what I'm actually going to do is binge watch Unlimited, the entire thing, and see how I feel about it. Um, like I said, I've cherry picked certain, I think I cherry picked like three or four episodes. Um, I know I cherry picked Epilogue. Uh, which was officially, according to Bruce Tim and everyone who has a- had anything to do with the, the anime series that the uh, anime DC universe that started in Batman the Animated Series, according to them, epilogue is the very last thing that's canon, supposedly. But if you listen to different interviews, you hear different things. 
So I don't know. But according to him, epilogue is like the end of everybody's story. You know, it's kind of like where epilogue is where you find out that uh, Terry McGinnis, who is Batman Beyond, is the son of Bruce Wayne. Uh, and Amanda Waller saw Bruce getting older and took some of his DNA and uh, put it through, you know, Terry's dad. And the plan was for never was never for them to meet. It was just going to be for her to approach McGinnis as he got older and tell her that he needs to be the new Batman. They ended up meeting anyway and and fate and they didn't know it and uh because like, the entire episode terry mcginnis is like older and he's like slamming and he's yelling at amanda waller and blah 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 and um she tells a story about how she knew batman um because in the story there's a part where one of the characters i can't remember the villain's name but she can manipulate things with her mind and she can kill you if she knows you're gonna do bad things they sent she cr- created this like fantasy world and so um they sent batman into this fantasy world with like a bomb in order to like detonate her or whatever and batman wasn't gonna do it and she said yeah i knew you weren't gonna do it because she, she could read his mind so she knew he was safe so she ends up you know dying or whatever and he just carries her out and that turned off amanda Waller because he wouldn't do it so she was gonna train terry mcginnis to become the batman she wanted to be well, at the end of the episode, you finally see Terry McGinnis with his longtime love interest. If any of you have ever seen Batman Beyond, he's been with the same girl for forever. And at the end of epilogue, you see him finally, you know, uh, get married to her or engaged to her or whatever. So he's not going to be Bruce alone. Um, so technically, according to Bruce Tim and all these people and that, that has something to do with it, according to them, this is the last canon episode of the dc anime universe um it was a good show like i said that was actually the first thing i watched before i even binge watched justice league season one i always wanted to see i want to see how it ended because i actually own the dvds of batman the animated series i own the dvds of batman beyond but i never knew how it ended because it just ended you know and um like like most of these cartoons and so when they said that was this art that's the first thing i need to binge watch is Oh, first thing I need to watch is epilogue. And because Justice League Unlimited is not connected at all, it's just telling different stories with different characters. Like, one night's the story of the first date between Green Arrow and Black Canary. It's just random episodes put together. It's And it, you see partial fallout. Um, there's one scene where Wally West is trying to uh, get Wonder Woman and Hot Girl to talk. You also have fallout from Hot Girl and... and uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, because John Stewart finds out in the future that him and Hawk Girl have a baby. Um, because, and this is what this was the cool thing about Unlimited. And I'll give them this. Another another episode I cherry picked was the one with older Static Shock, <laughs> Batman Beyond. Uh, Static has freaking uh, uh, dreads or whatever, and um, that's when Green Lantern finds out that him and Hawk Girl have a uh, kid together because the guy is like the kid yells like Dad. He's like what you know and that's when they find out that they had a kid together whatever but that but in unlimited he's dating um what's her name the, the chick that can i'm about to say vulture that's a marvel character i'm really bad at these names right now but see reason why is because i was i didn't think i was gonna go this in depth with this and like even like the like the last episode i, I just recorded i went way more in depth than i was planning but i'm as you can tell, I'm into this. Um, but I forget. I can't remember what's her, what her name is. 
That's gonna bother. I'm sure someone's gonna tell me that's gonna bother me. Anyways, um, but by this time he's with her and there's still tension there and um, John Stewart seems to have forgiven her, but Wonder Woman wants nothing to do with her. So like Wally wants to try to get in the middle, of, try to get in the middle, of it and he doesn't. Um, there's still that tension there between uh, Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman. Uh, it, it to me certain when they bring up that stuff when it's when I, the, like I, said, I didn't know when I chose a lot of these episodes that they were gonna outside of epilogue I didn't know they were gonna have those pieces in it so it maybe other pieces too you know that I'm missing that's which is why I'm gonna do it um, but season one was so good and just the way they had it set up and I get it, things have to change you can't do everything the same um, and they probably couldn't think of a, a a creative safe way to make everything work. With that format, which is whatever, that's fine, you know. I did the the, the the Stag Shock episode is a two part episode though, where they go through time or whatever. It's one episode and then it's two. But um, but yeah, it's to for me, uh, it was very much enjoyable. Um, so I will give season one ten out of ten. I'm actually I'll come back here when I'm done binge watching. I don't know when it's gonna be, cause um, I haven't even binge watched season two of the boys yet. But as I record this, I think only they're only up to like episode five because they were the first week they dropped three episodes and yeah i think they're only up to season five i mean episode five i'm waiting till they drop all episodes and then i think there's only like three more left six six, seven eight yeah so i'm waiting for them to drop all eight episodes and then i will watch them all together um but yeah man i did enjoy this show like i said i i've been told unlimited is much better i've already cherry-picked at least I think it's like 22 episodes. So I cherry picked at least 10 of the episodes already. So it's just 12 more episodes I have to actually watch. Um, and I'll watch them and I'll get my, my thoughts. But I enjoyed season one so much that when they took me, when they did that and they they expanded the roster and they did what they did, it took me so much out of it. That's why I just kind of cherry picked the episodes that I wanted to. So, anyways, that's the episode for this week, man. You know, I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, give me your thoughts on. Just give me your thoughts. What if you watched it? If you haven't watched it, now I don't know how you can watch it because I what I did was I did season, I did like the the seven day free trial for DC Universe, and I know as of this recording, DC Universe is no longer going to show shows. They're throwing all their shows onto HBO Max because you know the overarching uh, company owns DC. Um. So I think everything might be on HBO Max, but I binge watched all that stuff, like season one and season two of Titans and um, just like the animated series, all on a seven day pass. That was that was early in the quarantine. Um, so I don't know unless you have, I don't know if it's on HBO Max yet, but I know on HBO, um, excuse me, on DC Universe, they're only making it comics, which whatever. Um, but anyways, um I, I, I'm, I think that's the best way to try to watch it now, but just give me your thoughts on it. All right, that's the show. I see things a little differently. I don't know the next show I'm going to review or give my thoughts on as of right now. The four shows that I really want to talk about, I just recorded my last one to that. So it might just be wrestling for a while, um, but we'll see. Otherwise, see y'all next week.